where we had started which is about a patch we have a clay that has a patch on top of it what you have to do to kasher that clay because you made a tray for hummus stick before you put the patch on and then you put the patch on afterwards so we saw at the first half that there's two chashas one is that there might be the end might be the end stuck underneath the patch left behind in the patch and also kashering the patch might not kasher the clay itself because that you're not getting the water to touch the actual pot. The pot is covered by something else, so you're not touching the actual pot. So you're, um, you might not be casting. That's what the, the din itself is. We talked about that last time. Okay. The Mishabur says two things about... How are we talking about casting? Okay. And the question they would do, you may be able to do Liban Kal to avoid the problems. That was what the Halach itself was about. Okay, how to avoid, around, get around the patch. The Mishaburu says two different things, two completely different things, well, related about welding. Okay? The first one is like this. The Mishaburu says that if a person takes a pot without a patch, he has an old pot that was trace or chametzbe, and he reglazes the pot, or retins the pot, starting the official way you say it, you reglaze the pot, the pot, then, min hadin, that pot is considered to have been kashered. Because the heat that you have to, that heat you have to give to the pot to be able to reglaze it, and the hot, and then pour the hot liquid on it is enough to cash the pot. That's what he says. Now, he then sticks in, I'm putting this in as a side point, even though it's important, he puts it as a side point, you really can't be stumbled on this because um, they don't always do a perfect job. And there might be spots that didn't get done well. Because that, for, for our purposes, that's a side point. But in din, make then, the, the glazing itself would be uh, considered to be capturing the pot. So the Mishmur is not very clear what kind of kashering that reglazing takes. What 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 is that hagal or is it legal? What is it that thing? He says he says and he says well it's kashering just like it says in Tuf in the mouth halacha dollars. Okay, well go look in halacha dollars and you're going to find out that it says halacha dollars where the machaber says how to do leave gomer and where the ramah says how to do leave kal. So if he didn't tell you, does he mean leave him gomer? Does he mean leave him kal? He says it's it's for sure good enough for hagala like it says in halacha dollars. But in Halakha Da'ad, it's a student. Okay, but the Mishapur is really coming from Mogan Avram. And if you open up the Mogan Avram, the Mogan Avram says that if you, if you do, you reglaze it, it's leaving Kao. That's what he says. He says when you reglaze it, it gets hot enough on the other side that it, it's considered leaving Kao. Okay, so it's very clear what he means it's leaving Kao. And that's very logical because the temperatures you have to do to reglaze are temperatures that are what we would think of as leaving Kao temperatures. They're not leaving Gomer kind of temperatures. And if you think about it logically, who wants to make the cleave so hot? This is being done by professionals, but who wants to make it so hot that it might be red hot and it might get ruined? Okay, so the reglazing does not need such heat. Okay, now, I say this because Rabbi Shanloff has told me more than once how there used to be a company that the CRC had a relationship with that did this process, and he deeply investigated this process, how you reglaze it. And he told me all the details, which I don't remember. And then he went to Rabbi Schwartz, and Rabbi Schwartz told him that you could do, you could reglaze sheet pans that need leave gummer. You go to a bakery that was trace. You want to make it kosher? Reglaze the sheet pans, and now those sheet pans need leave gummer. You put the food right onto it, and he said you could reglaze, and that's considered. You could you then use the afterwards for kosher. And I said, to, I said to him at the time, I said, where's the leave gummer? And I myself have seen processes explaining how you do that. And Rabbi Belsky looked at him and said, no, this is not leave gummer. Because the temperatures are not legal government kind of temperatures. They're 500 degrees. I use the word paper. I mean, a lot of bakeries use it. Okay, so yeah, you don't know. know. So if, if, if a bakery uses it with paper, 
e- even if they use it with paper, the papers usually are greased papers, okay, that, that, that they're, they're parchment papers that are greased on them, that, the, that bleed goes right through them. Their mom's greased on both sides, edible even, that you can put it on both sides of it. And either side, who knows what the guy, the guy has a sheet pan. You know what I mean? You put food right onto it. It's a, it came out of a... Out of a, a bakery that's been making trade for who knows how long. You know who knows how to use it. What do you say the ingredients? I don't remember. Rabbi Shemuel knows the numbers. I, I think it's in the area of 500 degrees. And what is Leibn Gomer? Leibn Gomer. Yeah. Well, it ha- really, means it has to be red hot. So yeah. let's say we'll even say 900, 1,000 degrees. We could go with. Let's let's even say wherever the basic set number is. But 500 is not going to. Well, we do often. That's Leibn Gomer. Right, and I, and and the truth is that the 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 this process. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the history of this, but my guess is. Retinning pants hasn't changed much in a thousand years. I mean, it's probably not a very you know different than they had. At here, the Mugger of is telling us that this process is considered leaving cow. Okay, and we ha- we see a process that also looks like leaving cow. So it really, I really need to talk to Rabbi Schwartz about this because I don't really get why he came. Rabbi Shanzov has all the research; he can tell you everything about how you do it. And he said he spoke it over with Rabbi Schwartz. Does it make a difference that they put in sulfuric acid and everything to clean it, the whole thing out and everything? That makes a difference because that makes it clean. Right. But that doesn't do a kashu to it. Right. If, if it's pogum, it goes in the hagala, goes in tan pogum through hagala. If it comes through libra, it will not come out tan pogum. So, so you the amount that the bleed is hagala deep, the way the post control is. It, the amount that goes in for hagala, you've been pogum that time. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said, leave take out these that normally do not come out with right. the seven. But, uh, what? Yeah. In, in, in the because it, it, it takes up things that other wouldn't come out at all. But whatever comes out, if you went through Argola, whatever comes out also will be problem. Mm-hmm. What happens if you, if you just, let's say you didn't do any pigim, you just did hakal for this pan. Yeah. So the, the bleed that's that deep, so to speak, is gone. It doesn't exist at all. Forget about coming out. But you're worried about the deeper bleeds that might still come out. deeper because the... Well, whatever you want to call it. We, we're using the word deep, or whatever you call that. It comes out when you call it. Yeah, it does come out when you call it. If it didn't come out, you wouldn't have to get rid of it. That's what that means. Yeah. But as far as I understand, the learning also is the temperature that it did to get it in there you go a little bit higher, it will get that out. Right. When you have an oven, right, and you bake in an oven, and it doesn't get higher. They don't bake in a, in a regular oven higher than 400 degrees. Right. So if you go ahead and you clean it and you do everything, you get all, there's no, we're not talking about the ends. It's completely clean. Somebody got into the, I have a problem with the loops but yeah, there. Right. And I put it into an oven at 600 degrees. Why shouldn't that be a cash? Okay, so there are those who hold like that. There are those who hold like that. Right. Most people hold there's mitzvahs here look like that, but most people hold that though to boil and cast polta right. only works for hagol. Hagol and that's for ringbone uh, has to burn away the blia, the, the blia, and so that has to be. There's like an objective number. There's a, some number it has to hit. Not that how hot you cook, that's how hot you have to get. There's a certain amount, let's say 900 degrees. It yeah, has no matter what. In that, right, right, understand. But if it burned in there, it will burn anything that got into that depth, whatever it was, on a higher temperature. Because you can't, it won't get in there deeper if I burned it at 500. You're right. There, there is a swallow like that. Oh, most people don't say that. Most people say that that works for Hagola. If, if, the, if the, pot, the pot was only 150 degrees of soup, and you get 200, I do 200, that would be fine. But for Leibniz, it has to burn it, burning... So if it's coin, it's different. It's, it doesn't even have to be so if it's coin, so if it's It needs a certain set temperature. It doesn't depend on how hot you cook it. So there are issues at home. There are people out there. Yeah. Okay. And that's what Rabbi Schweiz was wrong. Maybe. Okay, so we have to talk to him. Okay, fine. Next. Now the next... Oh, is it in the study? I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing with it.
He doesn't say anything that was right, but that's everything that needs leaving. Everything that needs leaving. No. no, 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 no. It's a, you're right. It's not automatically immune. But that's a... He, would he say you could do Hakola? The impression no. I got from Robert Chamberlain was that he was saying this is Lebon. Right. That was, he was, he was being hold. satisfied because this is Lebon. We don't touch it. I'm sure when I was one, I was going to we don't have to reglaze them. That's what we're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Whether that reglazing. Now, most bakers are not put as a friend, you know. I mean, the ones who see this, they don't know how they did it twice in the first place. Okay. Most of them walk in and. What? Okay. Good. Okay. So that's something to think about. Yes. Correct. In the case of the Suffolk, then you have more to argue for. Because you have to remember, the Ramah says any time you're only doing Libon as a Humrah, only you could do Lieben Kahl instead. So what, once you start having fakers, so maybe it wasn't turning first, okay, maybe you'll say, I'll be satisfied with Lieben Kahl. Okay, maybe there's nothing to that. But I'm saying is, but, so then these are limiting the rule. But not to say, the impression I got was that it's an across-the-board rule. Mm-hmm. It always works as, no matter what. You're right. And we, so that's I need to clarify with a short, so I'm just saying exactly why and what he said. That's, uh, okay, now the second thing is, the mission, this is now the mission rule before that one, says like this. So maybe he'll say that. Okay, good, okay. That's what he'll say. Fine. Okay. So the, the thing is like this. in the last halacha said, when he took that handle, said that if you screw two things together, they're not considered one kli. And bleas don't travel from one to the other. You screw. Like in the way we do nowadays, right. that the handle is screwed onto the pot. Rebbe says no is transfer from the pot into the handle directly. Now they spritz. The Rambam has other chashashes. I think spritzing and people touching with dirty hands. But if it's screwed together, Rebbe says it doesn't transfer. There's others who argue, but most people assume like Rebbe that if it's just screwed together like that, no is transfer. However, now the Mishnah is talking, which is I think uh, uh, coming off of this Rebbe he says if they're welded together. If the two pieces are they're not screwed together, they're welded together, then they become one cleat, and then the Mishmur says they're one cleat in your bleas, of course, but even that you could if the patch was welded onto the cleat, then you could kosher the bottom cleat by kashing the patch. When the Machabra says when the Shukhanak says by kashing the patch it doesn't kosher the cleat that's underneath it, that's because it was just screwed onto it, or somehow other clamped onto it. But if you welded it onto it and it became monish like one clee, then the Bishop says there's no problem. Um, you could cash the outside. That caches the, the clee. It's the underlying pot also. Okay, case before I, uh, I apologize. That, that you're making me so. What was the case? You had a pot that, has that a had patch. a hole in it. Right. And the patch was screwed onto it. That's the way we're going to screw onto it. So it doesn't cash what's underneath. That the patch is covering the, the, the part of the cleat, okay. But if it's welded on, that has a dinner cleat. Now the patch and the cleat, and now it's just one cleat. Okay. So you cash the cleat. It's, it's like, just like we say, if a, cleat is, is, if a cleat is a quarter of an inch thick, you don't say, I'm not cashing the second, the, the back of it, because I'm not cashing it. It's considered one fat cleat, and you're cashing it. So here, too, when you weld the patch onto it, it becomes now one cleat, and that one cleat, by cashing the patch, you catch on the cleat. Okay, now. This this nafkamina we have a more serious nafkamina in a second, but this nafkamina has to do with um, again for, for handles it's not so negative because the Ramah has other chashashos for handles that they're screwed on, but there is something that you have, well, as many people have, that has this thin this mishabur, which is like this: if you go to your home oven and you look, they're not all the same, but in most in many home ovens, the floor of the oven is not welded onto, it's not attached to the walls and the ceiling of the oven. The floor of the oven in the home oven is 
screwed or clamped or just even fitted into place, and it's not uh, it's not one piece with the rest of the oven. Which means is that if something spills out of your oven, out of your pot, and it lands on the floor, then the floor is traced. Okay, if you just you put something traced in your oven, the floor becomes traced. But there's no blea in the walls and the ceiling of your oven. There's only a blea in the floor of your oven. Okay, so now. That, which is very negative because the way bleas come out of the walls of the oven, they come out when Zaya comes out of a pot. Zaya, he's cooking a chicken, and the Zaya comes out of the chicken. It hits the top of the oven. It makes that trace, and then, supposedly, then the condensation drips down back into the pot. That's how it would become traced. It can't become, the Zaya can't hit the floor. Zaya can hit the ceiling and maybe the top of the walls. But if the ceiling and the walls are not traced, they never, if they never became traced, then the fact that the floor is traced can't possibly get back into the pot. The, it, the, so so what, what goes on is the trace can only would be on the floor, and now, they can hit the ceiling also. But as far as spilling, for spilling, things falling out, they only go onto the floor. And the floor can't possibly, if it's just screwed on together, it can't possibly put its bleas into the pot. And without that issue, I don't care if the whole oven is traced. If you don't come on to Zaya, yes. what does it have to hold the wall? Okay, but, but there's no, but if the floor became trace, and then you take the piece off, take the thing out of it. There's no Zaya out of a dry clee. When I put a pot of food into it, the Zaya will rise up, and, and bleeds not come from the ceiling oh, into, the, into the pot. It won't go back a few minutes. There's nothing there. There's no Zaya. It's, it's a dry piece of metal now. There's no way to Zaya to come out of that thing now. If, when this liquid lands on it... That goes up, you say. No, and because Zaya has to have from, start from a liquid. So if, when my piece of meat fell out of my pot... You're on the floor. The floor becomes full of Zaya and then it goes... No, no, that's only by Havlach in there. That's a special case later. No, that's, that's not... You're really that's, that's only if there's a huge amount, a, a very... Confined area. No, okay. there's no headlock there. So there's just there. There. There's there be one piece, then what would be the hashash? It to be a piece of meat fell out and plopped onto the floor. If, there would be, if, if the floor would be one piece of oven. So then, then, then when the piece fell onto the floor of the oven, the floor is not the only thing that became trace. The whole oven chamber became trace. Because it's one big one piece. Please. So the, 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 the piece of meat fell onto the hot well, floor. Piece of meat is a double shaman. The simplest way to say it. The piece of meat is a double shaman. So it spreads through the whole clean, through the whole wood. With yeah. Besides the whole thing. So if it would be yeah. one big piece, so now the ceiling of my oven would be trafe also. So the zaya is going to connect to the to the top. But when I when I now cook lasagna tomorrow in this thing, the the, the zaya from the lasagna will hit the ceiling. But you're not saying that's for the entire top. That will make a trace. So the Ramos says if the zaya hits the top and it condenses and the water drips back down, that dripping water is now trafe and it makes your food trace. It was trace of food in there, right? Or box Well, if you cook lasagna, the goes up there, it's not going to draw it. Flay should come out of the top and trip it back into the lasagna. I, I say suppose it because, okay, we talk, we will talk about it at a different time. Maybe we did already. There is. And, and that's provided that there's more than the one system connected to the sinus of the whole time, the whole time. I'm not, you're getting into the details. I'm just trying to make a point that the floor is that not attached to the, to the wall. So, so the floor is its own, is it, the floor might be traced. So that has to do with the pot. Now, now, now we're ignoring, we're ign when I'm telling you this, I'm ignoring the fact that when you cook the kosher, things might spill also. If something spills when you're making kosher, well, it could spill onto the floor, always. and then, then they will come out of the floor also. Okay, we're ignoring that. 
if I'm my tomorrow I cook potatoes roast, and it spills over, yeah. now it hits the floor, and then that water boils, and up comes the air from that pot, bringing the tray from the floor up to my food. You mean if if, if liquid spills? Yeah, if a liquid spills, then, then it will bring the way out to the to the, to the pot. No, to the pot. Don't just hit the pot. The underside pot. I'm, I'm ignoring that for now. I'm I'm just trying to make the point. I'm ignoring the the practical side of that. Now, this. This shaila about bleas transferring when it's welded is considered one kli has a uh, anachamia in a whole different industry um, that because this is the only place to talk about it and because my fish are this week, I'm just going to mention it in here, okay? Which is, which is this whole shaila about welded, about how bleas transfer through weld is very negative to trucks, okay? To make, to the shaila about trucks. What's the shaila? Mm-hmm. When you have a, when you put liquid, let's say corn syrup into a, okay, corn syrup, like a vegetable oil into a tanker truck, so that truck, it goes right, the liquid sits right into the truck itself. So if the truck yesterday was used for trace, and today it's used for a hot vegetable oil, it'll make the vegetable oil trace. Okay? So the, 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 the way, what makes people calm about this issue and not all excited is that they say the, the walls of the truck are so thin that the bleas that are in there are going to be bustled into the vegetable oil. So don't be so worried about it. Oh, we should try to make it better, but don't be so worried because the amount of blea that's in those walls, even if it, would be traced even if it was traced 10 minutes ago, that amount of blea will be bustled into the product that's in the oil. Okay? So that, that's, a, that's, a, that's why people why take the it. The trace and the cold were both hot. The trace and the gusher were both hot. That's another reason. Yes, when, the, when we deal with cold things or in a binyan, you know, because covers, right. then people, that makes other people calm. They say, well, it's only, it'll always be in a binyan, but it could be some of that. But in hot things, including like, like lard and tallow and vegetable oil, those things, um, where they could both be hot, um, so that's the people, some of on, on the, on, on the bittel. They're, they're being calmer because of the bittel and then not feeling as pressed to fix the problem. So now, in making that husband, I forgot to be my water bottle. In making that husband, you got to know how to how the trucks are made. The truck has two shells. Okay, it has an inner tube. What you see on the outside of the truck is the outer shell, mm-hmm. a nice shiny outer shell. On the inside, there's an, a same thing on the inside. Another shell on the inside that the product sits in. That shell has around it support rings. Every three or four feet, there's a ring going around it to give it support. It's very thin metal. There's a ring going around it every couple of feet to give it support. Mm-hmm. Those rings are welded onto the inner shell. Okay. The outer shell <coughs> is not welded on. It's just clamped on. It's just a nice, pretty shell on the outside. They, they clamp it on to hold the insulation in place. That's really what it's there for. Between those rings, there's insulation, and the outer thing makes it nice and pretty, and it holds the insulation in place. Well, so, so there's two words on one side that welds and the other side that not. Right, the, the rings, the actual rings go all the way around, are welded to the inside shell, shell, okay. and then the outside one is just clamped on, it's just like, like hooked onto it. So there's no bleas in the outter shell. The outer shell, I mean, if screwed, is not considered so no bleas. is there a difference in between the inner shell and the outer shell? Are they touching each other? They're touching so each other. Yes, they're touching. Yes, I'm not so sure. It depends if it's a no, uh, they're not all touching each other. Yes, they're usually I touching each other. They're touching each other. But they're just, the, the, the outer shell touches the rings. It's sitting on it's sitting on the rings and it's clamped off. Okay, so so we say so let let's start like this on the support ring. This, let, so let's say is the bleas are of course bleas into the inner shell. That's where the product is sitting. The 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 support rings are welded on. So we've seen that if it's welded on, it's considered one cleat. So there's bleas into the welds also, into the rings also. Mm. There's no bleas into the outer shell. If we just took those pieces, the inner shell and the rings we would get, the, the ratio is about, if the 
tank was full, there'd be a hundred times as much product as there is bleeder. Mm-hmm. Okay, if we, if we figure out the size, it comes out to a hundred times as much product as there is inches of metal on the outside to be bought. So, at first that sounds okay. The problem is like this. This shell with its rings is not floating in midair. It's attached <coughs> to the chassis, the truck. This truck it, it, it's got to be attached. It doesn't, it's not clamped onto the truck. It's welded onto the truck. Okay, so, so now, it turns out, we, I made a mistake about this the first time, but we later clarified that there's two ways to make a truck. And, and since then, I don't have what to do on the highway. Watch the trucks going by. There's two <laughs> ways to make a truck. I watch nice there, are, there are frame trucks and frameless trucks. Okay? There's a two, mm-hmm. This is an uh, industry word. A frame truck means that between the front wheels and the back wheels, there's a beam going across. Yes. A beam that the chassis has this huge beam going across underneath it, from from the back wheels to the front wheels, and the on the, the and the on the trailer, yeah. and the and the inner shell is welded onto that. The inner shell is welded onto that thing. Okay. Okay, that's used for like not food items like gasoline, okay, that are heavier or more flammable. I don't know what the reason why they're more masculine on those things. For food trailers, there's usually a frameless truck, which means that there's no beam in between the front wheels and the back wheels. But so the 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 inner shell is attached to the back wheels and to the front wheels, but not to anything on the in, in the middle. Okay, there's nothing in the middle. You look. Cheaper, that's why they don't do it. I, I guess. And there's nothing in the middle, and there's no support in the middle. So so in this case, so in the case with the frame, if we were to count that huge beam going across into our bitle, our of bitle, there's no way in the world it'll be possible. No way in the world. The beam is huge. Okay, it's, it's a huge, thick piece of metal. Not if we can. So, well, it's not touching food, but if we're saying that things that are welded well together... the outside clean. No, outside it's welded clean. to the inner shell. The inner shell is what's holding the product. It's welded to the inner shell. The outer shell is just clean. The, they weld it together. And they have to screw through the outer shell. They don't screw it. They weld it. But they have to get through the outer shell to get to the inner no, shell. No, no. They attach they the inner shell onto the wheels, and then they clamp the outer shell on the top of it. They just make it look pretty on the top of it. But oh. it's attached to the wheel. It's attached right to these pieces of metal. Now, I don't know how much metal is there, and it even that may make us over that there's not going to be bitter. Yeah. It is the huge beam that's for sure not going to be bitter. But with those pieces, I don't know. Let, let's say, pretend, let's think about it. So the shiloh was, should we count those things also? Lahira, if you open up this bin, it says that if something is welded, it's considered one cleave. So we have... How do you say welded here in Hebrew? Um, I don't remember. You'll look inside, I don't remember. Um, so, I don't know. We'll look inside. We'll figure it out. So the thing is welded. So, so there's three answers were given to why you shouldn't have to count okay? Should I just ask something else? How, how does it work if it's thick? If it's a thick wall, I would think that on the very outside of it is the most bleed. Mm-hmm. But the further you go in, okay. you go that was Rabbi Shefter's answer. Rabbi Shefter said, Rabbi Shefter said, listen, the only bleed is as far as the clear is hot. So the shell is hot, the support rings are going to be hot, and maybe a little bit of the frame is hot. But how much, how much, yes, yes, how far, no, here it's easier, here it's easier, it's how much of that frame is going to be hot? So you only have to count the, the hot part of it, which is really drum off. Closer to the connecting of it. At where it's close to the connection, there it's going to be hot. If you get, once it goes too far, it won't be hot anymore, so you don't have to worry about bleeding something. Okay, this is really drum off in, in here, there, about, about, um, we don't say hamuk, that's like hamkulon. If it's not hot, we don't say So he says, fine. So he says it's not going to be hot. Now, that's a very nice thing to say, but 
we someone really needs to investigate it. This, this is stop. I mean, the way it's about hundred. How hot is the product? Twenty. Well, no, hundred sixty. Hundred sixty. Yeah, hundred sixty. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hundred eighty for um. Oil. 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 Oil
then according to this, it wouldn't be one zin of unclean. Right, it would be two different kids. Right, so th- then we only, for our bitzel chesed, we only have to count the shell. We don't have to care about the truck, the, the chassis of the truck. We just think about the shell. About kashmir, right, yes, but the same thing would be for kashmir also. You wouldn't have that cooler. You would have to look at them as two separate pieces. Right. That's correct. That's yes. Okay, now, now. So this, this bitzel b'shishim is very, very important because usually we don't think about bitzel, but if you hold that there's bitzel over here, then you could be less mocked about your trucks. Mm-hmm. What okay. the trucks are going to get Now, that's the next thing I'm coming to. Now, the next question is... Are the negative? No, no, no. Wait. No, don't ask that question. The, the, sec- the next question... No, no, no. Just leave. The next question is... What have, we're, assu- we're counting all the metal versus the, the a full truck. Right. Okay. Now, a truck never goes full miles to the tippy top. But let's, it's supposed to, let's say, 90% full. But what happens? So ninety percent was still going to be covered. Most trucks don't travel here full. Right. Most right. trucks and most trucks do not travel here full. So but but there's su- but there is no, such a thing. Dangerous. But there is such oh, a yeah, thing. Because yeah, there's yeah, such a back and forth. Yeah. Right. But it's oh, a, come on, they have such things inside them. Oh, the liquids is very high. If so, so there is such a thing. There is such a thing. Ninety percent. That baffles them. That's right. Sometimes we'll put baffles in. What are baffles? That's with sticks. Now they put like a piece of a, a piece of metal right standing up in the middle, so probably doesn't switch back and forth so much. It bangs into a wall along the way. But it's not mom as a half second between the two. No, it just put it somewhat of a stop. Something that's uh, have to turn down yeah. again and shish him also, the baffle. Okay. No, the question is the baffle. Okay. Now the thing is like this. But there's surely such a thing as trucks that do short routes with right. small amounts. And for sure guys have told us that they might do two stops. You get three thousand gallons and then the guy ten miles away gets the other three thousand gallons. There's such a thing as give it over what? Well, it was buckle already. Well, it was buckle. you would you take had the six thousand. Yeah, but so whatever was in there was yeah, buckle. Yeah, we don't know. We can't know when did the bleed come out. Maybe the bleed didn't come out yet. Whatever she had going. How long did you have to wait? So you could never you could never know when the bleed. Let's say you the truck for an hour. We came out the first minute of the last minute. Came out the last minute, then there was only three thousand. Now, but what happened this time was depends on the mug of rum that we talked about a few weeks ago, which is when what what if the clee is only. <coughs> if, if, if we're looking at the truck from the side, this is the truck, okay? If the, if, the, if the liquid only goes up till here, the liquid only goes 50% up to the truck, do the bleeds come out from the top half of the cleat also? Do the, uh, the, the bleeds that are stuck in here get into the liquid that's on the bottom? Now, if they don't, if they don't, then I'm always going to have pistol because as full as the truck is, that's how much metal it has. And if I don't, but if I say, but if I say that it's 50% full, but the bleed comes out from the whole thing, uh-huh. then I'm going to have 100% bleed and only 50% to be moved out. transfer that bleed to get up on top there? Don't you need a... Oh, because it was traced there yesterday. Oh, it was full. It was traced, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, it okay. was. Oh. But it had to it was traced. So, so the thing, and now what? what happens like this. The truck is, has, is 50% down? full of a hot product. If it's 50% full, it means the metal of the whole 100% of the metal is boiling hot. And so the truck should we count, if we count the full metal, then we have all that bleed. I told you it's 100 times. It's not 100 times anymore. Now it's only 50 times as much. Or should we say not count that top. Okay. okay. So, so this river Craig says that you count the whole bleed. Right. And it's a machot kisnaf. There's a machot kisnaf. Why shouldn't the Ramos does not? Chamek tzatzah The Ramos says we are makel. There's no chamek tzatzah kamkuli. So there's a machot kisnaf. Does the Ramos mean that when it's cold on the other side, that's a makel? Or does he mean no? Even if it's hot, we're also makel. Some are going to learn. If you want, some learn that if the other side is hot, the Ramos is still makel. 
as still says we don't say chametz of the kol. And Rav Sanka says no, he's only mekel when it's cold. But if it's hot, then he's not mekel. Then the bleed for sure come out from the other side. And then fine at the top also. And you hear yeah, the time, of course. Yeah. You, you have three thousand gallons right, right. of stuff in an insulated okay. truck. It's okay. going to be hot the whole way. Okay. So okay. So when it was a this hector, you could, according to say, even if it's not hot, even if it is hot, the bleeds don't come out. That could work also. Yes. If you're going to be make, I say when. Rabbi Shaft said maybe. No, no, if you're going to say. Right. If you say that even when it's hot, the bleeds don't transfer from the parts that are not touching the You just have to assume that that's considered shloy kenege ham Yes. Yes, you could be making it. Yes, you could be making it. But it's hot on top over here. So wait a second. So, so it's a it's a big muffled snap right? Okay, I have the names over here if you want. You know, Rosh Hashanah, once you're worried about half full trucks, Rosh Hashanah goes out the window. Right. Because it's hot on top too. So Rabbi Shaft is cold on the bottom. Right, so right. he won't go up there. Here is Hanan Tav. I don't know what the demon is. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. That's all. Okay. Anyhow. Anyhow. So we have... Yeah. So this is the Mahogis. So now, now what are we going to do with this Mahogis? This, this is the Mahogis. So now, if, if you ask, you would think that the logic would be is, you would say, is, and I'm not telling you what you say, you say is, <coughs> that when you have this, this is a big Mahogis Ahonim. Okay. Yeah. And we're not going to figure out the answer to this Mahogis Ahonim. It, it depends what the answer is. If it, is it the rice or is it the Rabbanon? What kind of Isra are we being choshish for that was carrying the truck? Was it carrying Isra the rice or the Rabbanon? Okay, well, and a lot of the hot stuff here is Isra the rice. Okay, so you would think that it should, or if it's an Isra the rice, you would be machmer. Kvega says that the bleed comes out from the whole clay. You think for an Isra the rice you would be machmer, and for Isra the Rabbanon you would be mako. But whatever it is, it's not so for sure that, that it's that there's always going to be bits of Shishim. What, what you realize, this is, this is the dangerousness of and why you don't usually say on Shishim. Because if something goes wrong, let's say you have a truck, then instead, of, instead, of, instead of the truck emptying it all out, some places what they'll do is they put stuff into drums. The truck shows up, and they put it right from the truck into drums. Drama. They take out 50 gallons, they move it away. Take out 50 gallons, move it away. 50, they're not taking it all out in one shot. So, in this company... But why, why are you more worried to have drums and this is take everything out Because one if it comes out in one shot, that's why I told you, we don't want to talk about that. If it comes out in one shot, then there are reasons to say that all the bleeding goes into all the products, and we pretend it emptied out in one second. We don't look at it. That's what it says. When you empty a product, you don't look at right. it halfway empty. Right. But if you shot. stop in the middle, if you stop in the middle, then it's just, we're going to have to look at it like that. So if you empty 6,000 gallons into 50-gallon drums, then, you know, halfway through, you know you're not going to have enough stuff in there. So, so th- there's lots of cases. So when you're being sonachan bittel, then you have to be very cautious with how you let your guy use it. You can't just blanketly say use it. Well, then you have to tell you guys, you can only get full truck deliveries. You can only take it right into your full tank. Whatever your rules are going to be. It's, it's very dangerous to be sonachan the shishim. But anyhow, but that's what a lot of people do. Now, I'm just going to end by telling you what do people do if they want to make the trucks kosher, okay, like we try to do, or like others try to do. Okay, no, um, before I tell you that, because some people don't take such a strong stand on this, there are 25 different standards for what it takes to make the truck kosher. Every guy's got his own idea of what makes the kosher, and it makes it very, which makes it, <laughs> which makes it difficult for the people who are trying to be mockbid to be mockbid. Because this rabbi, who I would usually trust, he says that his truck is kosher, but when you look into it, you might find out that he doesn't think a kosher truck is what you think it is. There isn't any, it's not like making kosher cookies that everyone basically does the same thing. His kosher truck and my kosher truck are not the same thing. Okay, fine. So what does it take? I'm going to just go briefly. What does it take to make the truck kosher? This, I'm going to, I'll try to do this briefly. Sure, I'll tell you First of all, um, most people make trucks kosher by saying the truck is always kosher. Truck number one, two, three, it's only carries kosher products. And what we do is you watch, 
as opposed to other people who what they do is, they say is, when you want a kosher truck, a kosher the truck and send it over to you with a letter that is kosher. Okay? Now, to make the truck kosher, what does it take to keep the truck always kosher? It has to only carry kosher products, and particularly backhaul. That's the most difficult part. Is that the word? The word backhaul means that when I deliver something from here to St. Louis, so that's my regular customer from here I'm to St. Louis. Home. But now I got to come back from St. Louis back to Chicago. So what am I going to do? So they, there are brokers who will find you something that needs to come back. That's not your regular customer. Your customer is from here to St. Louis. And then you say, hey, I'm in St. Louis. You have anything to go back to Chicago? The guy says, you know what? I have something to take back. To, to, I have something for you to carry back. Those customers are like last-minute customers. That's not the regular stuff. That's the most difficult to watch, that even the back holes should be kosher. Back holes, it's sort of like anything you can give me, I'll take. They're, they're, it goes a lot it's different than the regular customer. Okay. And then also is that when you wash the truck, water. when you wash it up, very good, Yankee, when you wash the truck, the truck can become trafe in the wash. Mm-hmm. There are truck washes that use washes again. There's a bunch of ways. The simplest is that there are truck washes that they take the water out of one truck when they finish, and then they use it to wash the next truck again. The same water will wash more than one truck. Oh, that's so you're, right, so you're washing your kosher truck with hot trafe water. Okay, so that so a guy who's washing the truck that should be only used for kosher is watching what's carried in it with a wash. Okay, you know, but as I said, because there are people who who rely on Bitcoin and people and have 29 different standards, the whole industry has moved very slowly, um, and it's in a very, it's not very stable and as organized as cautious and other things.